Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? We are going to talk about hidden causes of weight loss resistance because there are so many people who feel like they have their diet dialed in, their exercise is on point, even their circadian rhythm habits are on track. You know, they're getting natural sunlight, they're doing some grounding, they're getting better sleep, and yet their weight won't budge. And that can be very frustrating. Maybe that's you, or maybe that's somebody you know. Well, my guest today sees patients like this all the time, and he is an expert at unraveling these tough situations. I met him at the Cell Core Muscle Testing Workshop last spring. In fact, he was one of my instructors. And so maybe we can touch on muscle testing a little bit today as well. But he graciously agreed to come on the podcast and share his expertise and solutions. So I'm so, so honored to have him here. He is an alternative medical doctor with a PhD in natural medicine. He is the author of It's Fat Loss, Not Weight Loss. And he is a drug-free pro bodybuilder. No juice for him, yo. Welcome, Dr. Jack Kunkel, to the Christian Health Club podcast. Oh, thank, thank you so much for having me. I, I haven't competed in many years, so I hung up the, the posing trunks quite a while ago. But well, yeah, it's, it, was, I, it was a lot of fun. When it lasted. <laughs> yeah, I will. You're probably really busy now, but I think that's cool that you had that that background and that experience because you come from a fitness background, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, I started I started lifting weights early in high school, but we'll talk a little bit about high schools. It was a really uh, kind of a dark time of my life where that's kind of where this all started, I guess. And we can almost start there because, in, you know, I, I grew up single family, you know, me and my mom, my sister, uh, and in second grade, you know, they, they, I was diagnosed with dyslexia, had to change schools, kind of flash forward ahead of time. 1995, I graduated high school, the, the whole high school years, you know, I, I was a party guy and it really, really, it was a really, really dark place in my life. So I wasn't this like massive athlete in high school, but I mean, I was smoking and doing drugs and alcohol. And I, I really believe my mom just just prayed for me, and I stopped everything. You know, the day I graduated high school, I just never looked back. But typically, you, you know, we all have these kind of health stories. And you know, '98, they started for me. I started having low energy, a little depression, a little hair loss, weight gain. As we go on and get married, a little low libido. You know, these stories kind of we we all see these stories when we're in this kind of space. So I, I visited several really good doctors, functional medicine doctors, and I just like literally had no help. I left kind of a stressful job as in an ambulance business. I worked as a paramedic and, and ran an ambulance company. And then I just, I gave up on Western medicine, unfortunately. And I just went head first into Eastern medicine, uh, became a clinical nutritionist, had my master's in that. And I started learning muscle testing, went on to get my PhD. And now I do a lot of education for providers all over the country, what we call foundational medicine. And that's what you're talking about with the cell core medicine testing. But how how I, I progressed in my life is really, I think, you know, God had my back and really just kind of pushed me in this direction. 
whether whether I got sick for a reason, if that was God's plan, it was God's plan because this is really where I belong and this is how I enjoy life so much more at this point. I didn't know all of all of that story. Wow. I had no idea. How wonderful to have a mother that prayed for you and how wonderful that you were able to just turn it around. I'm raising teenagers right now, Dr. Jack, and it's really hard. <laughs> oh yeah. Well I have two. I have two. You could borrow mine anytime. <laughs> I have a lot of concerns about my boy teenagers. And so yes, I do pray for them. But uh, everyone tells me that, yes, it can turn around. So I believe, I'm holding on to that and I'm believing in that. Um, well, I know that you see a, a lot of patients with a lot of, well, just a, a wide spectrum of issues. I know they come to you for all kinds of reasons. But Absolutely. I know that probably, you know, like me, a, a lot of people come to me for weight loss mm -hmm. and then it's you know they think it's you know changing just changing the diet or just you know the exercise or whatever it is but there's so much more under the hood that that's really the problem and it's more about be becoming healthy and you know the weight gain is really just one of the symptoms of their you know their body is not being healthy just like a lot of things are, you know, it's more of a symptom. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to go in and work on their health, their overall health picture. And then, you know, to get at the weight loss. But tell me, tell me what you see in your clinic in regards to that. And what and you know, how you approach it, how you address it. What a great question. I mean, when we look at weight loss resistance, you know, we we all have the people that can you know, they just, they eat horribly, you change their diet, they're fine. But most of the people that come to us with weight loss resistance, it's not exercise or sleep issues, or it could even be a sleep issue and an exercise issue and even a diet issue. But there's always kind of an underlying cause in, involved in that. And that could be a specific toxin. And we'll unpack toxins, a pathogen, a trauma, which we should probably touch a little bit on as well. And a lot of these different, these different like, whether it's not a lifestyle, toxin, pathogen, a trauma, it, it could be a combination of all of them. And these things cause our body to, to become weight loss resistance. I like to give the expression of the cell danger response, which we should probably unpack a little bit here today as well. But, but there's people that we, I really have to work with for, you know, several months before I can get their metabolism running. And I, instead of me, you know, just simply, you know, replace this food with a shake and, you know, lower your calories type thing that will work for a week or even a month and then backfire on them. I, I just said to myself many years ago, I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I could tell people, you know, stop drinking alcohol and, you know, stop eating before bed and like all those things help. But there's usually a plethora of different things. And, and the goal in my clinic is to unpack them in a way that people can understand them. So they, they're empowered because it's, God gave us all the ability to, to heal ourselves naturally. We just got to get the resistance out of the way. And when we get those resistance out of the way, I think that's where, you know, this weight loss resistance gets unpacked. Now, there, as, as, as you know, there, there's a lot more that goes into it. There's, there's, there's people that just aren't ready to be healed. That's their story. And, and I know we, you've discussed things like this on your podcast as well, but it, you know, some of the people, it's their story. Some of the people, it's, it's that trauma or pathogens or toxins. And ultimately, it leads these, thing, these people into the cell danger response. Now, I, I guess when we're talking about toxins, we're talking about radiation, heavy metals, pesticides, phthalates, BPA, formaldehyde, things like that, right? So these are things that are going to be stored in the body's tissues, whether they're in the fat cells or other places in the body. Uh, pathogens, bacterial mold, parasites, viruses. I have a lot of people with mold toxicity. You you get rid of the mold in their body, their metabolism starts really kicking into path and, and into you know full gear. I don't always see it's just a virus or just a bacteria unless it's Lyme, and then even the traumas and and these are the traumas that we just don't know we have. It could be the traumas that we had. I did some emotional code work for a neck injury, and it was from my friend's brother when I was age eleven. He picked me up and and slammed my head against the concrete and I had a neck injury uh, and I had to clear that before my shoulder would get better. And I forgot about that. And when I'm doing this work and I'm clearing these emotions, you know, it was part of me getting back my shoulder. And these ultimately lead us into what we call the cell danger response. 
Okay, so there's a there's yes, there's a lot to unpack here. But just before I forget, when we're talking about the mold, I had a client one time who, you know, we worked for together for like, I don't know, six to nine months and she was seeing some progress, but what would not budge was her weight. She could not, you know, could not budge the scale. And she told me, I mean, this is after all this time working together, that she lived in a moldy house. And I was like, well, dadgummit, <laughs> that would have been helpful to know a really long time ago. I was like, no wonder. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, you have got to get out of there. We, have, you know, and she she couldn't for a while. But she, when she did, then the weight started, you know, and she started doing some addressing the mold in her body, it started coming off. And so I share that early on here as we're talking about that for people to know, like, this is no joke. This is for real. And there are a lot of things. And I think we'll just go through each of these things, toxins and, you know, pathogens, trauma, just kind of take each one of those and flush them out a little bit. But, you know, especially I think, you know, like the toxins and the and the some of the pathogens, you know, I'm always thinking like biblical perspective and thinking about our ancestors. And you know, our ancestors didn't have to deal with a lot of these toxins that we have today. And mm-hmm. so while, you know, I do always want to come at it with the most natural approach, sometimes we have to have a little bit more weaponry, like using some really targeted supplements and maybe using some different kinds of therapies, because we just have such more of a toxic load than our biblical brothers and sisters did. So maybe we can start there and you can um, just kind of dive in more about toxins and, and how they affect us and, you know, hold us back from losing weight. And one of the big toxins that we, a lot of people don't realize because there's there's no testing for this is radiation. And radiation is is a metal, a radiation metal, typically radium. And radium is just so impactful to the body it's kind of like, think of like swallowing coals and it's just kind of exploding in your body over and over and over and over and over again. And a lot of our drinking water, the CDC states 170 million Americans are drinking that every day. So we get this low level of radiation that we drink our whole life. And it, that could be one of the problems. It could be a heavy metal problem. We're inheriting a lot of heavy metals from our ancestors. You know, whatever, if you look in cord blood, whatever mom has, cord blood, baby has. So, you know, if you have heavy metals, baby has heavy metals. And then we get into all the things that, unfortunately, they're man-made. And, you know, the pesticides, the herbicides, the glyphosates, the phylates, the BPA, you know, that helps our plastic, you know, get shaped. All these different toxins. And the statistics are just mind-blowing on how many different toxins are in our environment. They will cause your metabolism to slow down because your body can't get rid of them quick enough. And our body wasn't designed to get rid of them quick enough. So our liver, kidney, you know, we can't sweat them out quick enough. Typically, people will have an overburden of these toxins. So your body has to put them somewhere. And if they're putting them a lot in your fat cells, if you're trying to lose weight, your body's not just going to give them up if you're not healthy. So if, if you're drinking the, you know, the, the bad coffees and, you know, they have mold in them and you're not exercising and you're not in the sauna and you're not sweating and you're not sleeping, your body's not going to get rid of this stuff. So... Toxins are a, a, a big issue. Different pathogens. I've seen parasites cause a lot of weight loss resistance. Parasites are pretty tricky to find. When I when I do this all this testing, I, I use muscle testing. I, I believe it's as accurate as possible. I, I really believe it's it's a gift from God because there's things that I find in people that there's no way their blood work is going to find some of these things. I recently had a parasite in someone's brain, and, and she gained a lot of weight from it had extreme anxiety, had electric brain shock therapy, has been depressed for five years. And, and God willing, she came to the practice and um, starting to work on her. And, she, and, and within a month, she's actually already feeling better. Uh, mold toxicity. Um, I test for mold. Uh, a cool thing I do with mold as well is you take an empty mason jar and you open the mason jar and you allow air to flow into it. And the mold spores, the spores are what's causing issues. Those spores go into the mason jar. So I, I could have them hold it in their hand if I'm doing a Zoom call, or they could bring it into the clinic, and you could ask the body, and we'll talk a little bit more about muscle testing. I think it's pretty interesting for people to understand um, if there's mold in that vial. So if, if there's mold, uh, I, I tested eight vials on someone today. Three of them had mold in them. So then you could at least tell the person, hey, this is where 
I'm suspecting there's mold. And then they could do other testing because that really, really helps with unpacking weight loss resistance. Mold is a huge problem for your your immune system specifically. You you have this kind of balanced immune system you want, and it's called the TH system. So it's the TH1, TH2. Mold will kind of suppress both of them, where a parasite will drive down TH1 and drive up TH2. So you start people start getting a little mold that drives their immune system. Now all of a sudden they're you know, normally our body can fight parasites. Now they're, they're, they can't fight them anymore. So now they have more parasites. And as far as bacterial and viruses, I typically see them elevated when somebody has high toxic loads. So I, I do believe in viruses and bacteria, but I do believe they're your body's response to clean up a toxin. Some other things I, I like to talk about is in, in inherited trapped emotions. I use a, a lot of different energy work in the practice. Always pray before and after. Like anytime you do any of this kind of stuff, uh, that's why I get a little worried about like people doing ayahuasca and all these things. You're going to a dimension you're not supposed to be in. Uh, but with, with this type of work, you're just asking God to clear it out of uh, people's bodies using their governing meridian. That just kind of uh, runs it from their front of their head down their, their back. Um, and a lot of times we just have to start on, you know, clearing those whether it's a trapped emotion or an emotion from three years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and you start clearing those out of their body because all these, all these toxins in the body are, are lowering our energetic vibration. So everything, when I tell people about you know, these inherited traumas, they're, they're these trapped emotions that lower the energy in our body. And when you, when you want to be healed, you want to have high energy levels. And when, when we look, at, if you ever looked at a lot of the work with the different energy scales. And a lot of people have different energy scales and, and they always, you know, say the highest is Jesus. And like when Jesus was on this earth, you know, he had the highest energy and we compare to his energy. How they do that, I, I really don't know. But, you know, what we want to do is we want to get rid of those negative energies in the body so then your body can heal itself like what it's supposed to do. Those are those are the Those are the biggest things that people just don't have the testing for or so, for example, if I'm testing for Lyme and all the co-infections, there, there are some Lyme, the, the good Lyme tests. I mean, they could cost you thousands of dollars, the good ones, the ones that actually work. In, in, in my practice, I want to be able to use muscle testing to find exactly what is going on in the body and then find out exactly how I should take them out in the order the patient can handle. And then we start sprinkling in all the lifestyle things, and then all of a sudden, those lifestyle things actually work and they can do their job. And then we can get them out of that cell danger response. And did you want me to talk a little bit about that cell danger response? I do, but I have so many questions. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> well, or points or things I want to I want to talk about before I forget. I want to go back to the brain parasite Absolutely. because I I just think when people think of parasites, they think about them in their gut. And they don't think about, you know, that you can have a parasite in your brain, in your pancreas, in your bile ducts, in your, you know, all of these different places do. And so in that and that there is not great testing for that, you know, because if you do something like a and that's what I have told clients is that I can run a GI map on you and I, I will if you want me to. But. You know, at this point where I am, I'm like, I think everybody could benefit from like, you know, the foundational protocol with CellCore at least. And, you know, mm -hmm. and spend your money on that instead of maybe doing a GI map that really is not, it, it has some, you know, good, it can catch some things, but it's not very good about catching parasites. And so I think that's one issue. And so I think it's really interesting that, you know, you use the muscle testing to help dial in where that is. So Tell, can you just share maybe more so, about where you have found parasites and maybe a little bit more about that? Absolutely. You know, one of the things we really have to think about when we're, we're dealing with a parasite is, yeah, there's some big parasites that live in your gut, but a lot of them will go throughout your whole body. And a lot of them are very small. If you look at something like Babesia, Babesia is a microscopic parasite that lives in your cells, also known as like a, what they call a mycoplasm. So it's under these categories. It's typically related to Lyme. And th these things will go everywhere. But even like the smaller, most, in like one of the most infectious reproductive parasites is called strongoloides. And, and this is a type of parasite that, you know, one, one minute can be in your foot and the next minute in your brain. 
because they're little. They can go through the lymphatic system and right into your brain. They'll go all over the place. These parasites are hard to test because they're not they're not jumping out in your stool. Like I, I've, it's happened to me twice in practice. Many years ago, somebody's like, I told them they had this parasite, and you know, I'm like I, I don't diagnose. I'm doing energy work, and and when I say energy work, we have vials, and these vials have an energetic signature of the pathogens in them. So when you when you're testing in person, uh, it'll make somebody's arm kind of wobble. So we kind of say like, hey, you you are superwoman or superman, and this is your kryptonite. Uh, and then you could you could trace that throughout the body. Now, I, you could al- also do that via distance testing um, using uh, uh, what we call quantum entanglement. And that just means that all our energy is is together. And, and actually, um, there's a lot of research on it uh, and how you can do that. And the Nobel Peace Prize was given out for that in two, 2022 on physics. So you could, but if you're in the practice, I could, I'll, I'll run this vial around. Or if you're online, I ask, where is this pathogen being stored? Now, the interesting thing about when you're looking at these parasites and you're asking these questions, as a muscle tester, you, you first of all, you got to get out of your head. You have to be super confident. When I started doing distance testing, I was, I was doing it in my office first and I was testing people, you know, pushing on their arms this week and then I, I, would, I would distance test them to, and, and back and forth and back and forth for almost a year straight just to make sure it worked. But these parasites will go everywhere, and you could put these vials around the brain. And if it starts shaking around the brain, you you know that's that's where the parasite is most effective. Because I could I could find Borrelia, which is the main component of Lyme, nowhere in the body, and then I'm like, oh, it's in their ankle. That's where I have Lyme as well. So you could miss that. So you have to ask specific questions when you're looking at parasites. Um, parasites they could be really big. The the classification of what we call cestode. Those are the bigger ones. Those are the, they, they lay a lot of eggs. When they die, they give off an enzyme, they hatch. So not only do you want to go after those parasites, you want to clear the eggs of the parasites. And then you, you want to make sure that your body has enough energy to do that. So you want to support the mitochondria, the energy plants. And then you also want to really make sure that they're, they're pooping every day and that their drainage pathways are open before, you know, they go and do like a cell core parasite cleanse, like instead of, you know, cause there's a lot of people. So I'll, I'll go back to the original question you asked is, you know, this parasite in the brain, typically when, when we treat parasites, I mean, the, the one, the, the formula with the least amount of side effects is para one, you know, it's just organic mimosa caputica seed from Cellcor, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't going to help her whatsoever. So I needed around two weeks of opening up her drainage pathways and then I introduced para three, not para one, not para two, not para four, the strongest one that we have. And it was for strongoloides. And para three is, is one of the formulas that's designed for strongoloides. So that is how I started going after it because I knew that a lot of the other formulas wouldn't go that deep tissue. And that, that's the same when we're talking about medications. If you're trying to kill parasites, they're usually not going to go that deep tissue and they're not going to clear eggs. So when, when we're looking at these things, we got to look at the whole body system. You know, do they have enough drainage, you know, right? And the drainage starts right out of the pooping every day. You know, is their liver okay? Is their kidney? Are they sweating? Can they sweat? You know, is the lymphatic system clogged up? And then you need to know what parasite it is for what formulas you're going to use. You know, you might not want to use like straight wormwood when you're just starting. When we're, when we're dealing specifically with parasites, we, you just want to know the exact formula to use and where they're at. Because, you know, with this case, with a strongoloides type of parasite, an energetic signature, it's not a diagnosis, I'm not going to be able to get them with a weaker formula. I have to get something that will go super, super deep tissue. And that's where you have to have the background knowledge of the right testing and the right formula to use for the right parasite. Yes, yes. And that is, I don't want to say tricky, but it's, I mean, you have to learn it. I mean, you know, I, I, I took the cell core missile testing. I did the, that instruction and it, I, it's just going to take practice. And like when you first said it takes a lot of confidence, like I don't have that yet, you know, because I think it, that just comes with practice, but you have to, to do that to become more confident in it. But that is, it's really fascinating that you can find it like that. And, and before we jump over, because I want to talk about kind of energy medicine and, and more about just more about that because that that sends a lot of peep Christians like well it puts their red flags up right but kind of that idea of the pleomorphine you know how you we know that our bodies 
I mean, part we are made of bacteria and, you know, our body's supposed to be handle some, you know, some parasites and we're going to carry around viruses. That's just part of our makeup. But it is when these pathogens, they become pathogenic more when they pleomorph, when they're exposed to things like toxins and such. So could you just touch on that a little bit more? I'm not explaining it as well as you could. So if you could explain that a little bit more, and it just also kind of goes back to why these toxins are so problematic. So the the process of pleomorphism means that a bacteria can change. And I think a, a lot of it even starts with like Lyme, for example. Lyme is a bacteria. It's an opportunistic pathogen. When someone gets sick, so if somebody had Lyme for many years ago and all of a sudden they get a vaccine and it triggers a toxin in their body, their immune system gets a little bit weaker, that Lyme will change shape. So maybe it was, was what they call a, a, a spirochete and it's just kind of like drilled into your cells. Now it'll change shapes and try to reproduce and, and get bigger and take over your body. But that that is all, the pleomorphism also happens from different bacteria in the body when there's a different toxin in there. So a lot of times when people are getting sick, it's not just like they caught a bacteria flying in the air and they breathed it through their nose and now they have that bacteria infection. It's that they ate the food that had a toxin that the only thing that could clean that toxin up was E. coli, the bacteria. And so now your body is, you know, changing other bacteria into E. coli to eat up that toxic load. This is, this is we see in nature as well. You know, when I live in New York and when the, the leaves fall and, and the, a lot of the times the leaves aren't picked up and magically they disappear. And it's bacteria eating those, those things up. So bacteria is... One of the ways the body cleans up a system, and a lot of times I, I don't treat bacteria very rarely in my clinic because it's normally a toxicity issue. And if I clear the bacteria, now all of a sudden their toxicity gets worse. And that, that happens also with viruses. Viruses are just stronger than bacteria, but they also cause more side effects in the body. So if you have a viral infection, you're going to feel sicker, right? You don't want to eat. Where a bacterial infection is, is less you know, toxic to the body. But these viruses also pleomorph. You know, this could be a virus that's sitting in, in your, what we, they say dormant, is doing nothing in your body. And all of a sudden they pleomorph into something, you know, that's going to cause a whole bunch of issues in your body. So pleomorphism is there for a reason. And there's, you know, more than likely a toxic that's triggering these bacteria. Yeah. And that's what I think is so important for people to know is that you know, that we can have these, you can have like Epstein-Barr virus, you know, lying dormant in your body and it's not an issue, but then maybe you have, you know, a toxic trigger. And so it's really these toxins. And so when we're talking about getting well and healing, we've got to address this toxic load. And so just to, just before we move on, like just to bring it back to thinking about weight loss resistance, you know, we have just talked about so many really kind of serious things and you can just to, you know, for the listener to consider, like, these things are not abnormal. They're not rare. A lot of people are walking around with the high toxic load with, you know, this imbalance of, you know, bacteria and, and, and parasites and viruses that are, you know, have been triggered. And that's very normal these days, sadly. And so your body, as far as its protective measures are going to go, is one of the things it does is hold on to weight. And so, just for people to, you know, keep making those connections as we talk here. But I'd love for you to talk about, you, you know, you kind of touched on it about energy, energy medicine, because I think mm. in in this space, in the holistic healing space, there's a lot of like new agey stuff going on, you know. And so I think Christians really are try to be discerning and are try to guard and protect, which they should. Their minds and hearts, and in we you know we sometimes we see these these ener energy medicine healers, you know, and you like what kind of energy is that? <laughs> like what yeah. is that? And so just kind of breaking that down more, you know, I, I just like to remind our everybody that our bodies, our energy, we our bodies make energy, and if your body's not making energy, you're gonna die. And we get energy from electrons, we get energy from the earth, we get energy from the sun. Those are natural sources of energy, but it's just, you know, so that's kind of first and foremost is that 
it's a God-given way that, you know, God created our body to run, to run on energy. And if you don't have enough energy to overcome these toxic loads and these, you know, viruses, you know, bacteria and toxins and all this stuff, that's that's going to be a problem. So maybe kind of dial back and unwrap more about what you mean by energy. And that's that's really one of the big things that I, I really like to talk to. So I I have a, a small group that I host in my house. We're 15 of us and we do a Bible study. I'm a Christian. And so, some of the guys, they don't they don't understand a lot of the stuff that I do. And some of the people that just for an example, I had a, a brain tap on my living room and one of the guys picked it up and put it on. He's like, what is that? And I, I said, oh, it's brain tap. And, you know, one of the one of the gentlemen in the group, he's like, oh, why, what is that? Is that like demonic? I'm like, no, it's a headphones with lights. But yeah, you have to really, let's let's just, when we're talking about energy, your, your body is energy and there's a lot of trapped energy in your body, depending on what experience you've had in life or what you've inherited. And you really have to trust the person that you're dealing with. There is a lot of new agey people that think they're God. And I, I, it's a, it, I, it, I don't resonate with that at all. I have a a little bit of a problem with it. I, I think it's crazy that there's only one God. And and we know that. But you, you the people that are doing, you know, quote unquote energy work, you have to be really, really careful. If you're gonna go do an ayahuasca ceremony, you know, in Arkansas at your your yoga instructor's house, you gotta be careful. You know, that brings your body into a dimension that we're not supposed to be in, a dimension that we're not supposed to see, a dimension where the enemy can, you know, can cause some issues in your body. And that's when people have these, what they call trapped entities. And, and that, that's not, I'm not okay with that. I, I don't, I don't practice any of that. I do use different types of, when I say energy medicine, energy mes- medicine is even muscle testing. It's, it's asking permission for the patient. Can I test you? And then you just, basically, I, I just ask to use your energy and I test you. So I just have a little chart and it's just a muscle chart and it shows all the, it just shows a body and, you know, your heart and liver and I could test that way. And if we're using emotions and we want to clear them, I use different things like body code and emotional code. And those are great books to read. It's, it's a chiropractor. He's a Christian. He, he explains you need to pray before every patient. You never should test someone without their permission. But when I, when I got my PhD in natural medicine, one of the things that we we learned if if you want to be a healer, you know, there's certain rules and there's a lot of rules in energy medicine. First, you have to be healed. And and that's that's a really, really big thing. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm healed, right? I'm not. I'm walking this earth like everyone else. If I could be a, a fraction as, a, as good as Jesus, I would be, you know, ecstatic, right? I mean, I'm not. I'm a sinner. I, we try not to be every day as Christians, and that, that's kind of the, that life we walk. But you have to be careful when people are doing different energy practices. I know a lot of people in my church do not like Reiki. I've had Reiki done. I didn't have a problem with it. It was a friend of mine. I trusted her. She prayed. Like we prayed together. I didn't have an issue with it. But there's people that, you know, they can be manipulated by the enemy and they don't even know they're being manipulated. And that's that's kind of the scary thing because they use different drugs to enter into a different dementia in, in this universe that we're not supposed to be in. And that's where I, I always warn people, be careful, You're, you know, if you want to try, you know, these drugs, LSD and ayahuasca and these things that, you know, you could have entities, uh, attachments that you don't know about and that, that really could cause issues within your body. So you, you have to be careful. Every patient I touch or I'm on the phone with, I always pray before. Um, one of the biggest, one of the, the main, I would say the, the main reason why uh, my my practice is so successful because I pray before every patient. And I, I would not want to be able to go to work um, without praying before every patient. I wouldn't want to do it without Jesus. Uh, I can tell you that much because all the breakthroughs were always from, you know, our, our higher our higher selves. And I think that's where this new agey stuff gets a little bit, a little concerning to me when, and I know you're 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 in an area where there's a lot of new age practitioners where you know, they, they might not be Christians and they, and they believe, you know, there's something that they're not and that they could heal you and, and all this kind of stuff. But 
So energy medicine is, is manipulating negative stuck energy within the body or testing your energy in your body. Your cells are made up of atoms and atoms are 99.9999999% energy. So we're always dealing at an energy level. So even if you have an organ, it's just energy. So when, when we're looking to do energy work, if you're doing energy work with someone, I mean, if it's a muscle test, make, make sure that they're, they're a good person and, you know, make sure that they're, they don't want you to go do, you know, the drugs and, you know, try to heal yourself in an altered state where you just don't believe them. And I think that's where a lot of us Americans have gotten into like a bad, America's gotten into a bad habit because they're taking these ceremonies that were meant to be by people that are praying and in line with this plant medicine where the plants are, are there and they've used it for their whole life. And then they're trying to bring it into, you know, this country and heal people with that. I, I've, I haven't seen many great outcomes from that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of crazy out there. And I, you know, I used to be, you know, kind of on the fence about muscle testing because I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's Christian. But the more that I have learned about the way that God designed our body to be so brilliant, our body is so brilliantly created. Um, our body is always you know, watching out for us. It's always looking into the environment to see, you know, trying to keep us safe. Basically, our body's always trying to keep us safe. And so there's this entire communication network in our body that, you know, our cells are always talking, our body's always trying to be in homeostasis, which is that balanced, you know, state. And in the body will let you know, or the body has its own way of kind of assessing when something is coming into you're, you know, near you or in your sphere that something's up. It, it, it kind of has this gauge, like the hackles go up. Your body knows when something is not good for it. And, you know, you know, if you've ever walked into a room and you just feel like, like something's not right here or there, it's like a tent or you just get a bad vibe or whatever that is, that's your body is like on alert for you to, you know, and to send you a signal like, hey, be aware here. And so that's kind of how I think about when I think of muscle testing and you're talking about, you know, putting one of these vials or maybe we're testing a supplement or something is that your body responds to that. And so a, a skilled muscle tester knows how to, to observe how your body is responding and is trained in that. And to me, it's very, it's very fascinating, but I do think it's, you know, it depends on the practitioner that you go to and what their intention is and what their beliefs are. So you absolutely want to, um, you know, to vet that person out very well. But that is, that is so interesting to me. And so you mostly, do you mostly use muscle testing as opposed to more lab testing? I do mainly use muscle testing. I, I if somebody needs blood work, I, I have no problem ordering it. I have no problem if they want me to interpret it for them or I have a, a, a doctor that will do that for them and send them a report or they could set up an appointment with them. I, I, I love blood work, but I, I also live in Utica, New York, which is the biggest refugee center in the country. So I pride myself on being able to help people that don't have a lot of money to be able to come into the practice. And, you know, instead of spending $5,000 on all this blood work, I can muscle test them within an hour and tell them, what I found energetically, it's not a diagnosis. I don't believe in diagnosis, by the way. I think that just disempowers people. And then just say, hey, here's your, here's your symptoms. Here's how we're going to get rid of them with this stuff. And I'll, I'll be honest, I, I, I've been blessed to be able to help a lot of people that could never afford, you know, healthcare. And we have 42 different languages in Utica. And I, I, I work with a lot of these people that otherwise couldn't afford it. And, and that's what's really exciting about muscle testing. I mean, I do, I do other things as well. I have different eye exams. I have different, I have a urinalysis in off office. I, I, I do other things in here, but the, the majority of what I'm doing is really based on muscle testing and mu muscle testing. I, I just, I just believe it. It was a gift from God. It was in my state. They don't allow me to do a lot of stuff. And I just, I prayed on it and I just, I just worked real hard to help people. And it took many, many, many of years as a clinical nutritionist. I could barely help people. It was, it was sad uh, until I found like what is in the body and how do we get rid of it. And that's just been a plethora of learning different types of muscle testing. 
Yeah. And, and you can, you can help find more of these hidden causes, right? These underlying causes that people do not think about, do not consider, don't even know exist. And here they are, like they're beating it out at, on the stairmaster at the gym, <laughs> you know, just beating themselves up thinking, you know, they're failing, they're a failure or whatever it is, or they're starving themselves and trying to change their diet. And, and some, of course, sometimes we, you know, that they, people do need to, you know, have their, their diet on target and me moving their body and such, but it can be these, these very deep things, which is, is just kind of crazy to think about. Let's kind of funnel that into cell danger response, which kind of encaptures what all of these things are. Oh, and probably maybe should talk a little bit more about trauma and how, you know, that's one thing that I have come to learn more that I've been studying and, and realizing because not a lot of people are taught how, you know, trauma, those, the trauma gets stored in your body, can get stored in your and your fascia can get, you know, your your body is always will hold on to things to protect you. But if you've, you know, you may have had some, somebody might have had some kind of traumatic event and they just, they if they didn't fully write out that emotion and, and feel that emotion and they're tucking it away or trying to forget the body, the body kind of stores it and tucks it away and, but it's still there and it can affect, affect so much. And so that's when you're talking about kind of clearing that that's what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about we got to you've got to address and clear some of those emotions. I, I read a book and they they kind of explained it like these emotions that we don't clear, like with each emotion, if you think of a, an ocean wave rising, kind of cresting and you have your ocean wave and it's coming up into that big wave and that's your emotion. But then never letting that emotion kind of fall on the other side of that crest and, you know, and kind of level back out. So if you don't deal with that emotion, it's like a bunch of crested waves in your body like it didn't get to fully ride out and smooth out and calm out we just suppress those and so it's all of this you know just that those waves kind of stored that those waves of emotional energy stored in your body which I know for people that have never heard this kind of stuff before it sounds totally cuckoo but this is this is true and and these things happen and you know for people that especially for people that might have endured any kind of childhood you know, trauma, and it's been there for a long time. I'm seeing, I feel like I'm seeing more and more of this where I've worked with people that we're, we're, no matter what we're doing, it's not working. And it's, you know, we've got to visit this, like, is this, is there something that, you know, is there that we need to, to work on? But I think some people don't even know, how do you, what about people that maybe not realize they have stored trauma? What, how do you, how do you find that? Typically, when I'm muscle testing people at the end, I'll I'll use different mechanisms of questions, and a lot one of one of the a great app is from the Emotional Code, Emotional Code, Body Code, and I, I there there's a few actually I've I've studied and learned, and that's not even the main one that I use, but there the Emotional Code and the Emotional Code Body Code app has so much detail, and you're able to click on different things. So when I say that. I use a yes, no response, and then I'll, it'll come up with different questions. So if you could picture a graph and we'll just say, we'll just use the emotional code graph. It's, it's a little bit more basic. There's a total of, I believe, 12 columns. So you ask the other than conscious mind. That's, that's the thing that's running your whole body. If you look at Bruce Lipton's work, it's 95,000 times stronger than your conscious mind. It's running everything. It's making your heart beat, right? It's you could call it whatever you want. You can call it God's consciousness, in, right? It, and it doesn't matter what you call it. But we're looking at this chart, and there's twelve columns. So I say, is it in column? Is it in column one or is it in column two? Oh, it's in column two. Is it even? Is it odd? Oh, it's even. Is it two? Is it four? Is it six? Oh, it's six. I click on a little button, and they give me six different choices. So I ask, is it? the trapped emotion of, let's say, taken for granted. I get that all the time. You know where I get it all the time? In mothers. And and then you you, ha you have to ask, is this something that happened 10 years ago, five years ago? And you get a, a date. And then you just kind of keep going and finding the trapped emotions. And before you do this, it, it's always like, hey, would you mind if I look into this? I... I I, I'm going to pray and, and ask God for help because I, I, I'm not doing this. Uh, that's what you, ha you, know, you have to do, and they have to be okay with that. And it's good if they pray with you as well. 
and, and, and I know some people are like, what are you talking about? But then you could, you could get these emotions out of the body. And, and, and when I pray, I always just ask, you know, like, you know, Lord, please let me help, you know, get this trapped emotion of, you know, low self-esteem or taken for granted from two years ago so that, you know, Sally will just say, could be a better mother and be a better follower of you, Lord, and, you know, could be a better Christian in society or something, you know, something very simple. And then it works. And then, then you clear it and you ask, did I clear this emotion? Yes. Should I move on to another emotion? And there's a whole bunch of different ways. There's courses. I really love, love the gentleman's work that developed that. So when we're, when we're looking at these emotions, yeah, you, you really need to unpack those, but you need to do it in the, in the right order and you need to do it at a speed that the patient can handle. And that's, that's also involves different training. And I, I've learned several different, so I kind of put all different ones into my own system, but that's just what works for me. Okay. That's super fascinating. I know there's a lot of people listening. Like, what is happening right now? There's, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is new to me, which is why I want to bring it to the light, right? Because there's so many people that I think this affects that they don't they don't realize, you know. And and again, it's just you know, knowledge is power, and then you can do something about it. So talk a little bit about cell danger response because all of these things kind of culminate in what we might call cell danger responses, you know, toxic load, these pathogens or trauma, trapped emotion. What is exactly cell danger response? And just kind of give us the overview of that. The cell danger response is like an ancient mechanism that your cells, you know, your everything's made up of cells in the body and that your cells do to protect themselves. So when they have a, to- a high toxic load, a pathogen, they'll go into what they call the cell danger response. Now there's a three-step process. I won't get into it. It's super technical and geeky. And if you PubMed it or Google it, you'll, you'll find cell danger response and a lot of different research on it. So it's been very well researched. But I like to explain it is within your cells, you have mitochondria. You have a lot of mitochondria per cell, around 10,000 uh, per cell in your brain, around 5,000 per cell in your heart, around 2,000 per cell in your muscle tissues. And a lot of times what happens is instead of these mitochondria making energy, so like we're taking in a substrate, you know, the mitochondria is eating it up for energy. We're putting it in our bloodstream and we're breathing it out. Like that's kind of the easy way to say how we lose weight. What happens is instead of those mitochondria doing their job of making energy, the cells get super stiff. And when they get stiff, they don't communicate. You know, hormones aren't hitting the receptors correctly. They're not communicating. They're not letting stuff in or stuff out. They basically get a new job, and instead of the mitochondria making energy, they're they're jumping outside of the cell, and they they use this little fluorescent dye, and the dye tells the cell next to them that we're in danger. You know, we we're like in shutdown mode, so that's shutting down your metabolism. That's I I, I like to explain to people like that. That is this that's like the overview of cell danger response, and and I I typically know that, and I it's again it's not a diagnosis. There's no lab work. We have a vial that I use for muscle testing. It's, it's called MGATP. It stands for magnesium adenosine triphosphate. That's the energy currency of your body. And we, we give it a number, a scale, and it's called resonance testing. When you give something a scale and you have to set in your brain an intention and you could set it at whatever number you want. I use zero to a thousand. So I ask a thousand is the highest amount of energy a, pos- a person can have and zero like they're not even alive. So you set this intention and then you ask if someone's, you know, brain function is 80 or 100, you know, and their muscles are, you know, maybe 90 or 100, like you're, I'm 99% sure they're in the cell danger response. And I see this all of the time in practice. And it usually is from traumas, toxins, and pathogens. Yeah, I remember we used that when in the in the cell core muscle testing workshop, that vial. I have that vial. I need to get some practice in with this stuff because it that is it is really fascinating. But you you know, you touch, you mentioned hormones there. And so there there's another example of a root cause of hormonal issue, you know, when the cell is becoming stiff and not receiving, you know, hormones well, they're not communicating well. I mean, hormones are messengers. It's part of our communication system, but if they can't if they can't get in the cell well, you know, that's that communication is disrupted. And so a lot of times 
you know, we're, we're trying to figure out people trying to figure out their hormones and stuff. But then here you go kind of back again. What is the root root cause of that? You know, toxins, mm. pathogens, trauma, you know, could be what that is. And then your hormones aren't working. And then again, we're, you know, not there's weight loss resistance, you know, and that food you're eating is not being used to make energy, like you said. And I loved how you said, you know, we breathe it out. That's how we that's where most of our fat goes as we exhale it out. And I think that in, in and of itself is very fascinating. And most people don't realize that. But all of that gets just totally messed up when when you have these underlying causes, when the mitochondria are, you know, and the cells are not working well and your your cells are always on high alert because you have all of this stuff going on in your body. And so that's that's going to continue unless you, you know, do something about it, which was exactly what you do. I'd love to hear about some, just some more, if you have any client cases you could share with us. I've, I've heard you speak of some, your clients before, and maybe who had some weight loss resistance and maybe some more specificities of what you did. I think that would be very interesting for people to hear. Sure. So, I, you know, one, one of the ones I wanted to share, somebody came in on 9-28 and the day we're recording this, it's 10-16. So we're about, two, we're about two weeks into our program. This was a very, a very complicated case. And when I say complicated, it's a mold of actually a parasite in her brain. I didn't even realize that. She has Lyme and didn't know it, Auriculia, Bartonella, Babesia, Borrelia. Those are like the co-infections in Lyme, a little bit of some industrial stuff. So some underlying toxins and a teeny bit of arsenic and some, a little bit of radiation, as well as what we call biofilm. And biofilm hides pathogens from the immune system. In this case, I believe it was more related to the Lyme because our Lyme numbers are quite a bit, quite a bit higher. Now, she had literally no idea that she had Lyme. She was tested for it in New York State, uh, and it came back that she did not have Lyme. So it was this year, the 17th, she had a concussion, fell off a horse, Two, about two weeks after, had two tick bites. And basically, she came to me. Again, this is you know a couple weeks ago when we're, we're recording this. Had to quit working as a massage therapist. Extreme anxiety. She couldn't go out in public. She's the mother of two children. So dizzy, such vertigo that she would constantly have to sit down. Could not work out anymore. Muscle weakness, trembling. Real bad throat irritation. Extreme joint pain and like I said exhaustion so much where she she couldn't work she's literally stopped working so we I started her on a program two weeks ago and the program that she needed we we changed I had her start eating a little bit more veggies so she could go to the bathroom lower carb I had her use that mason jar test for to find where the mold could be I told her to do a deep cleaning open some windows in her house you know if you can afford an air filter, which she, she couldn't get one. So then I gave her, I gave her almost all products from Cellcor. I use seven companies in my office. Cellcor is my main. The type of parasite that she tested for, she needed Parafor. I gave her BCATP, Biotoxic Binder, KL Support. And then I had one organ in her body, because I use a lot of different types of muscle testing. So one organ in her body, I just couldn't balance. And I was a little bit worried about it because her sleep was so bad. So I gave her something called Adrenal Complex from Mediherb. Pretty, pretty standard dose. Actually, the Parafor was quite a bit lower than normal because that's all she could handle. So this was my last patient today. She came in. And her, her numbers, and when I say numbers, have gotten a lot lower. She actually started losing weight, which that wasn't her primary reason to be here. She had a lot of different organs that were off. But there were certain organs, especially two in her brain, that are no longer weak. And, and weak isn't a, a, a diagnosis, but we check what organs are weak and what aren't. And as far as her, now this is only two weeks, as far as her symptoms, when she came in, the dizziness is completely gone. Her energy is so much better where she actually rode a horse and started doing massage therapy again. She has zero throat irritation. And she still has muscle weak, weakness, but it, she does not have any trembling, and her joint pain has gotten way better. Now, that's two weeks. I give you that just as an example. Now, this doesn't mean she's going to keep progressing at that rate, but at the, at, the, at the rate, she sure can. But I wanted to give you a weight loss resistance one, one I, I haven't, haven't actually talked about. 
And it was from a female, and she's born in 1975. We actually have the same date of birth. She's one year older than me, so she's 48, or she's going to be 48. This girl had a tremendous amount of weight gain, and she was she was under five foot. Just to give you kind of an example, almost almost 150, 140 something pounds. Now she ate really good, and I I tracked her nutrition. She exercised four to five days a week. I mean, religiously. And and her diet was actually really good. A super sweet person. When I muscle tested her, I found a lot of things. I found a big parasite in her body. Now, she came to me with weight gain was her primary issue, but she had a ton of anxiety, depression, all these other things. But she just really wanted to lose weight. She had a, a big parasite really affecting the left hip where she had a ton of pain. She had actually three different parasites. She had candida, and she had a mold exposure with some industrial stuff. Now, as we got this stuff out of her body, now this, this her first appointment was April of 2022. Within two months, she had already lost 20 pounds. But her on her last visit, she was down almost 40 pounds, and she's coming in like about every two months. And, and how we did this, it, again, this was not a diet issue. This wasn't an exercise issue. It wasn't really even a sleep issue. Her problem was toxins and pathogens. And I immediately had to go after the mold because it was extremely high. She found the mold. She cleaned it up. I started her immediately on biotoxic binder, BCATP, KL support. And I believe at the time, CT minerals. The next time she came back, the mold lowered. They found the mold. She started remediating it. I wasn't completely remediated. I had her windows open. She had a, you know, a de, not a dehumidifier, a filter, a couple of air filters. She cleaned up as much as she can. Then I immediately started treating the mold and the parasite. But this is, this is a story of a year and a half later, she's down, you know, a lot of weight. And now, now she just like, she'll come in every couple months and her diet really never changed, nor did her exercise nor did her lifestyle. And again, this was a toxin of, of mold. It was a toxin of, we have a vial called industrial, and that's anything from PVC piping to plastics to the flame retardants they're spraying everywhere, you know, to the airborne pathogens we breathe in via chemtrails. We got rid of pesticides, herbicides, glyphosates. We got rid of the biofilm that was hiding the pathogens. And when she came in, she was in that cell danger response. Her energy in her body was super, super low. And today it's, it's, it's extremely high. And that's just like one of, I, I wanted to kind of, you know, I, I just read your notes today and you're, you know, you, you asked about this question and I wanted to say like, Hey, what is something that if we, we identify it correctly, how much can it help in two weeks? Well, this girl's already feeling better. Our first example. And then what about somebody who's been here for a couple of years? That's, that is what we, we need to do to help people. We find toxins, pathogens, emotional traumas, and I've cleared all those out of her body, God willing. And, and that's how she's sustaining it. And now, I mean, she's, like I said, she's under five foot. She's at her lowest weight and, you know, we're, she's not a, a young 20 year old, you know, that ate Burger King four times a day and gained weight. You know, she, she's somebody that has short stature. And has a sedentary job. She works as a receptionist at a, a busy cancer center. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, we clear toxins, pathogens, and some traumas. And, it, and she was just, she, she took what she needed to take and she listened and she didn't stress about it. And she had great results because of that. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I bet you see people like that all day long <laughs> in one way or the other. Wow. Well, I mean, thank God there are people like you that can do this kind of work because we're not, you know, all equipped to do, to do such things. And so that's pretty amazing, pretty amazing that, you know, you can unravel that kind of thing. Cause I, I just think of all the people walking around, you know, all day and just in everyday life and, and not having success with their health, you know, beating their head up against a brick wall, not getting help from their their conventional, you know, doctor and just and frustrated and, and hopeless, really. And that's and that's one reason I like to have practitioners like you on is, you know, just to restore hope. And yeah, it sounds it sounds kind of complicated. There's a, a lot of stuff we talked about today and it sounds complicated and it sounds kind of icky. <laughs> I have all the toxins and parasites and 
all the things it could be. And it, it sounds kind of overwhelming, but you can address it. And it's just addressing it. It's, you know, identifying it, like you said, and addressing it and just, you know, giving your, your body that space and that time to do what it knows how to do, because that's the way that God made us. So I think that's incredible. Anything that you'd like to add before I ask you the anchor questions? Did we cover everything that we wanted to talk about today? Anything else? Yeah, you know, just one thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when people of faith, like when we when we work and we trust uh, in the Lord, and and we're open to listening to Him, and we're still enough to 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 be there. And and, and trust me, I haven't been still enough to be there in my whole life. God will look out for us. And, and that's what I think these communities do, and especially your community of people, that they're getting these good results because they trust. They trust in the process, and they, tr- and they trust they know it's God that driving that. So that that's what I, I just, you know, like to tell tell people is, like, God wants you to be healed. You know, this is well, a lot of these things that are you're, you're getting attacked with are, are not even human-made. They're chemicals. And they're, they're pathogens that, you know, your body shouldn't be getting attacked with. And they're getting attacked with because of the toxins that are, that are man-made. And we, we're doing this to ourselves. And that's what when you walk with God and you, you have faith, I'm sure God will find you that right way to heal in the right time in his divine time. I love that. And I love that reminder that, you know, I went through a period in my life, like early on, where I just thought, you know, if somebody gets, you know, I get sick. It's like God's trying to teach me a lesson. You know, God's making me sick. And and I just do not feel that way anymore, you know, at all. And I don't believe that at all. I believe that we live in a very fallen world with a bunch of junk and, you know, all of this toxicity all around us. And, that you know, where it's physical toxicity, mental, you know, toxicity and spiritual toxicity. And all of that plays into in our health, you know, and that's not God putting that on you. It's it's part of the fallen world that we live in. But God did make a body that knows how to heal when it's given the right things. It knows what to do. And so, again, just extremely grateful to have practitioners like you that see that, know how to handle it, are confident in that. And so that's pretty, pretty fantastic. Love that. Well, okay, I have to ask you the anchor questions that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, what is your go-to anchor meal? Like a meal you eat often, usually have it in your, you know, ready to make, or what do you like to eat? So a breakfast, the breakfast is my anchor meal. And my, my favorite breakfast, because I do horrible with certain foods, especially in the morning, is I do an arugula salad. So I put a little, I get arugula. And I put oil, olive oil and vinegar, and I put a lot of different herbs and spices. I put some goat cheese, and then I make some eggs with it. And I always finish it off with a little protein shake and some dark chocolate. Wow. That's my breakfast. That's your breakfast? Every day. Breakfast I challenge. love it. Arugula salad, <laughs> eggs, a protein shake, and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's pretty fabulous. I think I can, I could get behind that. (laughs) That sounds like that would take you through a lot of the day. That sounds Mm -hmm. pretty hearty. Yum. Okay. How about a, an anchor verse, a a Bible verse that is kind of your, your life verse, or just one that's really resonating with you right now? Yeah. So we're, we're actually in one Peter, we're using the Marshall version and we're, we're going deep into that, but I I really want, I really like um, one from Luke. And it's, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. And it's something that I I have to remind myself of all of the time is to not judge. And, I, and I'm guilty of it every day. And it's, I really love this verse because it, it really resonates with me. And and the whole ending with that forgiveness, forgiveness is so, so powerful. I'm asking people in my clinic all the time to forgive people. I'm looking into these little energy systems in their body, and it throws them off constantly. And, and they do some forgiveness, and it's completely. So I, I love, love, love this verse. It's uh, Luke 6, 3, 7. Yes, forgiveness is one of those that I think, you know, is 
is the counteraction to a lot of that stored emotion, negative emotion. That is one of the things we need to release it is forgiveness. And again, you know, we find everything that we need. God's word tells us all those things that we need to do. If we would just do it, <laughs> we'd be a lot healthier. <laughs> forgiveness is one. That's a that's a great verse. Nobody's shared that one before. So thank you for that. This has been a great conversation. I know people are going to be like, okay, where, how can I find Dr. Jack? Can he help me? Because, you know, if can you help people that do not live in New York? If they want to connect with you, just tell us how they can find you, connect with you, all that good stuff. My website is jackkunkel.com. It's jack, J-A-C-K-K-U-N-K-E-L.com. And then I'm a little bit new to Instagram, but I'm on Instagram. It's drjackkunkel. Uh, and yeah, I, 40% of my patients are online all over the country, and I would be absolutely honored and blessed if anybody needed any help. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. It was great to have you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.